0: Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. everyone. Welcome to Burnout to Blessed. We are on to episode number 10, and we are in episode number three of the Solve series. And as I mentioned in all of these episodes before of the Solve series, I am essentially providing you with effective strategies that are going to help you stay Laser focused, gazelle-like focused on your main goal, and that is to overcome burnout. So that is what we're going to dive into today: is journaling practices. Because when we created the Overcoming Burnout Blueprint, aka what is your primary circumstances causing you to burn out? that is the number one goal is to overcome that. And in order to keep your eye on the prize, you need to A, simplify your life, declutter your life, take things off of your plate, make some time and space so that you are able to devote your energy to overcoming burnout. Number two, develop an efficient mindset. Keep recharging your batteries so that you make better decisions so that you're not faced with operating at a 20% battery life of your brain. And then when you're operating at that level, you tend to fall into your old patterns, your old thinking patterns, which we go to your old behaviors, which is causing you to burn out. So that's why the first two strategies are extremely important. Now the third, I actually told you in the blueprint that you need to incorporate this in your action plan. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it because the process to overcome burnout all leads back to what are your thoughts that are creating your feelings, and your feelings are propelling you into action or inaction, and they are the driver of your decision-making that is causing you the result that is burning you out. So in order to understand why you're burned out in the first place or why you're taking the actions that you're taking and making the decisions that you're making – You need to have self awareness of your thoughts. And as you know, we created in the blueprint what new thoughts do you need to have in order to make the decision to follow your new thought pattern that will lead you to your desired results? So if you want to stop working 60 hours and go home at five o'clock every day, what are the thoughts that are causing you to do that? To actually take that decision path to say, I'm going home. You know, obviously I had you outline what your primary circumstance is that is burning you out. And then we came up with a plan and that's part of it. But you have been conditioned for all the years before this has ever been introduced to you to really just go on autopilot. And your brain is on autopilot in burnout. And therefore, you need to consciously make the decision to retrace your steps. Identify what activities are causing you to burn out. And journal your thoughts right after you complete those activities. I'll give you an example. So you create a to-do list, and you order it from most important to least important. You check in on yourself mid-morning, and you look at your list, and to one of two things happened. A, you haven't completed anything on your list, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I've been here working for four hours, and I've completed nothing. Or you're taking care of your kids and you're like, wow, I was supposed to go over a speech with them. I was supposed to go over animals and uh nothing, none of that happened. Or you completed the least important. Oh, I fed them. <laughs> like, wow, congratulations. You're really working hard on that hard hard on that plan that you have there. So Why is that? Why have you either A, completed nothing or B, you've completed your least important task? So you need to retrace your steps and the goal is you need to identify why are you justifying your actions? What thoughts are allowing you to justify your course of action? That is the goal of journaling. So that is why on the top of every page, every day, you need to write C T F A R, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result. And you need to go through that on a daily basis. Now, that is the goal that I that's that's like a necessity that is part of journaling, that is part of holding yourself accountable. Because the only way that you're going to identify that you have a problem is to become aware of it in the first place. And if you do not retrace your steps in a timely fashion, then you're going to be thinking the entire time that X is the problem when it's not. It's just an illusion. It's not really the real problem. I'll give you another example. (laughs) I spent five years of my life thinking that my circumstances were my problem. I thought, okay, when I was working as the HR director in Detroit, okay, clearly I need help. I don't have anyone to delegate to. And when I do, I'm lent this employee here and there. I need a team. I need people to bounce ideas off of. I have no real mentor. So those are some things that I want to change. And that would allow me to stop working 60 to 80 hours a week. So of course, it was a combination of my job. It was a combination of the company. So those were circumstances that I thought Were the problem so that I move on to another job. And then I find myself working the same amount of hours. And then I find myself in the same situation of continuously working. Then I find myself, ooh, I'm able to make more money. I had someone headhunt me and I can make more money and it's going to solve my problems (laughs) because it's going to be less dramatic, less political. And then I go there and then I'm like, I find myself working the same amount of hours. So what is the common denominator in that equation? Me. I was the problem. I was the problem the entire time, which was my negative self-sabotaging thinking patterns created me or push me to make the decisions that I did day in and day out, day in and day out. And after a while, it's like wherever I went, whatever circumstances I changed, I recreated my decision to work 60 to 80 hours a week. I recreated that result every single time. So that was five years wasted because I thought that that was the problem when really it was the illusion. So it's so important to take inventory day in and day out so that you can identify what the real problem is. You see this happen all the time when it comes to people trying to own their own businesses. They think, oh, well, it's my marketing. That's the reason I'm not making any sales. Oh, it's X, Y, and Z. That's why I'm, you know, maybe my clients don't have any money. I'm after the wrong target market. That's the issue. No, that is not the issue. That is the illusion, my friends. You have to get to the root of the problem. And it all goes back to what are you thinking that's causing you to make the decisions and take the actions that you're taking, which ultimately are going to get you your results no matter what. So the practice of journaling, you have to do. Now, what I encourage you to do is actually journal in the moment so that you don't, at the end of each day, forget the important pieces and the important details of what your thoughts actually were. Because it's like, for example, oh, last week we decided to go to dinner to um the Olive Garden. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And uh we decided to go to a movie after. Okay, well what led to that decision? Well, you're not gonna have any clue what led to that decision. That was a week ago. And it might and it seems insignificant. And I'm going to tell you the daily drama that you experience day in and day out, the wrestle that you Experience the resistance of I know I should be doing X, but I'm really gonna do Y. I'm gonna fall back into that negative, self sabotaging thinking pattern that's going to get me my old result, that old way of thinking, versus following the new way of thinking. You're not gonna remember because it's you're on autopilot, remember? You have created burnout on autopilot. And therefore, every action that you take seems totally insignificant. So you're not going to remember what you were thinking. You're just not. That's just how our human brains work. There's only so much space that we have on a daily basis to, to pull that up. And things that seem insignificant, you're going to forget. So that's why it's important to journal in the moment if possible. And we talked about in the very first episode of the Solve series on simplifying your life. And you can actually carve out time multiple times a day to make sure that you're trying to journal in the moment as much as possible. The example that I just gave about your to-do list, you have a check-in in in the morning and you say, okay, well, where am I at? And that's when it's like, wake up call, sound the alarm. I'm not following the path that I created for myself. I am clearly falling back into my old be- behavior patterns. Why is this? What thoughts are leading me to justify my actions? So I'm going to go into a little bit of another direction here. So monks, they have a bell that is, rings every hour on the hour. So that's 12 hours or actually, yeah, 12 hours. Essentially, they're going to hear a bell. And what it is, it prompts them to say, hey, stop what you're doing and pray. It's okay. I mean, these are monks we're talking about. Their whole profession is spirituality. And yet they need reminders themselves. So that just states, that just shows you that we need reminders. We need to be able to carve out time intentionally in order order to make this happen. So in order to journal every day, you're going to have to carve out time for it. You're going to have to look at your schedule and you're going to have to make a decision on when is the best time for you to journal. Maybe it's waking up an hour earlier And taking the time, have your coffee, have some peace and quiet before the kids wake up or before you go to work. Or maybe it is at night when you get home and you've already had dinner and it's time to unwind. What makes the most sense for you? What makes the most sense for you to actually follow through on that? Because that is an essential and I mean essential part of holding yourself accountable in being able to diagnose what's happening. Because remember, at this point, you've already created your overcome burnout blueprint. And within that blueprint, you have identified thoughts that you need to have in order to propel you into the right action to get you your desired results. And if you are not journaling what you're thinking throughout the day, then you can't identify if you have accurately created your blueprint. So for example, if you find in your journaling that, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I thought that I needed to think this thought, but the reality of it is, is... That's not at all a natural thought for me. I don't actually believe that thought. And here's what I'm believing. Or if you find yourself falling into your negative thinking patterns, your old way of thinking, you got to look at your blueprint and say, well, did I identify the right thoughts? Yes or no? You know, and obviously after a few days of consciously going over and reviewing your thoughts that you had doing like a post-mortem on the day, what thoughts did I have that led to my actions? You're going to be able to cross-reference that blueprint and say, okay, I was right or I wasn't right. And in addition, you're going to be able to identify a common theme. I can guarantee you that you're going to be experiencing the same thoughts over and over again, whether you're on the right path or you're on the wrong path. And it could be you're on the path that's the right path, but you're so pulled, like you physically feel pulled to make a decision that is your old thinking pattern. I'm telling you that in the beginning stages of overcoming burnout, especially the number one primary circumstance that's leading you to burnout. You're physically going to feel like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And you have to go back to your blueprint and say, this is a false thought. I have evidence to prove that no, I don't need to do this. That these thoughts are false. And therefore, I choose not to. But your brain is still going to be like, but you don't understand. I know you identify that that's false, but you need to do it anyway. Do it. (laughs) And you need to make the conscious decision to say, no, here's my new thoughts. These are what I believe. So you really need to take inventory on a daily basis. So in order to do that, you need to carve out time. That's the first step. And then once you get better and better and being at being consistent and doing this on a daily basis, then it's time to incorporate more check-ins throughout the day. I'm not saying you need a full thought download three to four times a day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need a reminder at least two to three times a day just as a check-in to see how am I doing with following my blueprint? How am I doing am i Are my thoughts on the right track? Are they not? Because if you're getting off the rails early in the day, for example, you got to work at let's say seven or you got up with the kids at seven and it's eleven thirty and you're checking in and you're like, "Whoa, I've went off the rails here. You can still salvage your day. You can still." Get back on track, but you can't get back on track if you don't set a midday reminder. You can't get back on track if you don't set like an afternoon reminder. It's just a check-in to say, hey, where are we at with this? What are, what's going on? What's going well? Okay, so that is the goal. You really need to create space for those reminders. Now, another journal practice that I'm going to talk about is different than going over the model, which is the circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And I'm telling you, the more that you do this on a daily basis, the goal is for you to actually be able to process this when you're in the middle of a thought, like when you're spinning out, when you have a negative thought that you can't get it out of your mind and Over time, if you train yourself to continuously ask yourself, What's the circumstance? What's the thought? What's the feeling? you're going to be able in your mind to be able to dissect what that is. And that's going to be able to write your course of action immediately versus correcting your course of action after the fact. So, this is something that you will get better at, but it takes practice and it takes consistency. And it all starts with journaling once a day, then moving into two to three times a day, just to have a check in, right? So, those that those are the journaling practices that you truly need to incorporate on a daily basis. Now, the other journaling practices that I'm going to go over, essentially, are nice to have. They're strategies that can help you out. You don't have to use them, but I have found them to be extremely effective. So the next journaling practice that I'm going to talk about is being grateful. (laughs) You know how I mentioned we all have stress? (laughs) If we didn't all have stress, you, my friend, wouldn't be in chronic burnout, okay? You just wouldn't. You would be living life, loving life. And I'm not saying because you're in burnout, you don't love life. I'm not saying that at all. But you wouldn't be dealing with stress as it comes up. You would be effectively managing your stress. And when you're in burnout, you're just not effectively managing your stress. And that's what the goal is. We're trying to get you to overcome burnout so that you can then, moving forward, always effectively manage your stress because we're humans. It's part of our experience. We're going to experience negative emotions. There's nothing to be ashamed about that. There's nothing to get frustrated about that because that is our reality, my friends. <laughs> so when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? And that is what I'm going to go into right now, which is when you're stressed out, it's so important to take a second and to be able to, to think on your blessings. So when I know I'm going to have a really stressful day and I'm not looking forward to something and for some reason I'm going through a hard time, the best way for me to get out of that funk is to look at my blessings. I'm going to tell you a little journal exercise that I have done repeatedly. I will write out at the top, I am grateful for, and then I just start making bullet points. I am grateful for the relationship that I had with my grandparents uh, growing up. I am thankful for my children. I am thankful for my spouse. I am thankful for a roof over my head. I am thankful for the ability to run my business and take care of my children at the same time. I am thankful for my relationship with God. I am thankful that he has helped us pay off all debt and it has allowed me to start my business. So I actually get into the details. Like I don't just like write debt-free, car, home. Like I get into the emotion of it because I want to feel that true gratitude and have like a true understanding of how blessed I really am. Every time throughout my burnout journey that I needed to move on and a change of circumstance, God was right there saying, here's this new job. You're going to make more money. And every time it led me back to the fact that, okay, the common denominator here is me. (laughs) Something's wrong here. And I'm going to take the Lord's hand and I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to say, bon voyage corporate. And I'm going to work on myself. And if the events in my life didn't play out the way that they did, if I didn't alienate my husband to the point where he was like, I am done with you, but then wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm pregnant. (laughs) By the way, he wasn't, I'm not saying we were headed for divorce. That's not at all what I'm saying. But at the time, it felt like it. And it probably felt like that to him too. It was just such an emotionally charged time in my life when I was so burnt out and I was pregnant and I hated this job and it was taking over my life. I was working so much and everything was just, just miserable. Other than the fact that I was so thankful that I had a little one on the way. If he wasn't at that breaking point and we weren't debt free, then, you know, and he didn't provide that high paying job before like I left corporate, then it never would have allowed me to take a step back and figure out what am I meant to do on this planet? How am I meant to help people? What does he want me to do? I never would have had the opportunity to do that. Because if my husband wasn't burnt out on me, on my poor decision making that has kept me away from home, then he never would have said, Let's do it. Quit your job. We're going to do this. You're going to figure out what you're meant to do. And we're going to make it work. We're going to trust in God. He's never failed us before. So we're going to do it now. Let's do this. Let's take this leap of faith. If it wasn't for getting him in that mental state, and if it wasn't for being debt free, and if it wasn't for that job, and if it wasn't for that high paying job, paying all of my maternity leave. I mean, he provided. Let me tell you what, my friends. I am lucky. So when I get into that negative space and I get into that, oh, I'm easily frustrated phase. And I do. That's one of my self-sabotaging behaviors. I get easily frustrated. I'm an only child. Let's just say things have always been very easy for me. So when something is difficult, I kind of can't handle it. I like need coping mechanisms that are tailored to me and the, the idea that I just, I get so frustrated and then I become super irrational. And overall, I'm a very rational and logical person. But sometimes I just go from zero to 60. So I need those coping mechanisms. And this is one of them. Write out the emotion and exactly what it is that you're grateful for. When I'm in the moment and I'm frustrated, I'm having a poor day, my best way to like get myself back on track is to journal what I'm grateful for. And if I don't have time to journal what I'm grateful for, the next best thing is just talking myself through it. I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. And then once I start saying, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, either one of those two phrases, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for X, Y, Z, things start to calm down for me. I start to come back to planet Earth. (laughs) And at that point, I can handle the stress and I'm able to take it for what it is and see the flip side of things. Because There's always a positive and a negative to every situation. And I know some of you don't necessarily believe that, but there is. It's funny. um, I was thinking back on an experience that I had with my grandma and her husband. And he got mad that we came out and visited. And the only reason he got mad, it wasn't mad that he visited or that we visited. He was mad that the dog had to be put away. And my daughter was one at this point. And I remember getting so offended, like, you really are going to get upset with a one-year-old because the dog needs to be put away, you know? Like, really? That's just ridiculous. I was so mad about it at the time. And then since I have learned to see the good in situations or just like to think of different perspectives... Finally, like looking back on that situation, I thought, you know what it's actually kind of hilarious <laughs> because and it's kind of endearing in a way, and let me tell you why he cared so much about that damn dog that he was like up- upset and offended that the dog had to be put away. <laughs> you know, like I found it funny now, like that is hilarious. You love that darn dog so much that you can't even bear for the dog to be put in a cage for an hour, you know. So once I thought of it from that perspective, I let go of the anger, you know, of the, you know, what an asshole. Like, I let go of that and I found how funny it was. Like, oh, well, that's really nothing to be mad over. You know, it's actually kind of funny, Tara. You know, the, so finally I was able to see the good out of it. And the reason why I was able to see the good out of it is because I was just reflecting on my relationships. And it really and, – and that was – those were one of the relationships that I were brought to light recently. And it just reminded me that there's the good in every situation. And sometimes – You just have to get in that grateful, thankful mindset. I can remember the other day, my husband was telling me the funniest story. I asked him how the gym was and he literally clammed up and like got really weird. And I just kept looking at him like what, what happened at the gym? So weird, right? And then he said, well, this guy, I was doing cables and he came up to me and said, give me a bear hug. (laughs) because he was trying to critique him on the way that he was, you know, doing the cables. And then he went on to tell me (laughs) even crazier parts of the story that I won't get into. (laughs) But I remember thanking God for little things such as sight, taste, touch, those things. And I thought to myself, "Well, well, what if I had to choose one um, sense. what would it be? And then my husband's face came into focus of him telling me that story. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's easy sight (laughs) because I wouldn't have been able to have that full appreciation for the story if I wasn't able to see the look on his face when he was telling me this and his mannerisms and all that jazz and Gosh, I was thinking about the sunset and the stars and all the things that I just, I find so beautiful in life. And I am so thankful that I get to experience it. Once I'm in that mindset, I am able to effectively manage my stress and manage my emotions. So that is a journal practice that I highly suggest that you do. And you can always do it when you're upset, or after in order to like bring yourself back up, get in a good mood. And ultimately, I did that exercise on a high level, like literally my entire life, what I'm grateful for. All the way from when I was little, all the way up until my 33 wing, I'm 34 years of age. <laughs> the last episode I talked to you about, you need to process your stress as soon as you have it. You know, once you get into that practice, life becomes so much more manageable, managing your stress, let me tell you. But when I get into that high level, I just go back and I look what I'm thankful for. And when you're really in a negative space, journal it out. Okay. So I highly recommend following that journal practice. So that is another thing that you can do. I am going to end here today. And next week I am going to get into my journey. And I'm going to warn you, it's a long episode because one morning, at like four in the morning, um, when I was pumping some milk for my newborn, I felt this overwhelming need to tell my story. And the funny thing is, is before I ever recorded any episode for this podcast, I literally think I recorded my journey about, oh my gosh, it's like an obscene amount of time. It's almost like embarrassing how many times I recorded it. I actually ended up deleting all of them (laughs) because I would save them, like take one, take two, take three. Because I thought, well, maybe one out of the 10 will be good, right? And then finally, after contemplating more, I thought, well, wait a minute. The first episode, no one wants to hear about me. We're people. We're self-centered. Let's face it. Let's start with helping people overcome burnout. That's my whole goal for the podcast. So let's not be self-centered because no one's going to want to listen to everything all about you. They want to know and learn about how I can help them. So let's do that, Tara. But I had this overwhelming sense that I just need to tell my story. And part of the reason why is because I was thinking about the journal practices and I was thinking, how did I find my God-led purpose that led me to start this podcast, that led me to become a coach. How did I get here? And finally, you all know that I'm a Christian and I do incorporate God into this podcast here and there. And for you, for those of you that are non-believers, I wanted you to understand why. I wanted you to understand where I was coming from And why I can't leave God out of the equation. I just can't. (laughs) So, I wanted you to know who I am on a very authentic level. You know, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. What you see is what you get. That is what I wanted to leave you with. So, finally, I sat down and I recorded a podcast. The crazy thing is, I literally recorded it from start to finish without stopping and saying, whoa, 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 that sucks. Let's restart this. (laughs) So the Holy Spirit was with me, my friends, and it all originated from me creating the journal practices that I just went over today. So next week, we're going to get into my journey And then we're going to get into some even more journal practices that you can utilize. You can take it or you can leave it. Uh, But it's important that we discuss them because you need to have that inspiration in order to keep your goals on track. You need to have the strategies and the tools necessary to keep your expectations in check. You need to have the tools necessary to give yourself some grace, to give yourself some accountability, to give yourself the support. And all of that can be done through several different journaling practices. And it is ultimately been the biggest tool that has helped me overcome burnout. So I can't express it enough. You need to start getting into journaling, my friends. And of course, the model is number one that I went over. And then number two, manage your emotions. Get into a state of gratefulness and thankfulness. And I promise you, you're going to be able to navigate whatever issue that you have head on and move on. And that's the goal, right? Manage your emotions effectively, my friends. To keep your eye on the prize of overcoming burnout. All right, this is me signing off. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I hope I don't bore you with next week's episode. (laughs) All right, talk to you later. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life, and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now, remember rome was not built in a day all you need to do is take it one step at a time my friends and i promise you you will get to your destination until next time